Kayla. And I'm Julianne. You're listening to The Balance Between. We're dedicated to bringing you the balance between health, business, and friendships. With Julianne's passion for helping you break up with diet culture and Kayla's mission to guide you to your strongest self, one breath at a time. This podcast is all about finding your inner zen while living your best balance. Whatever that means to you. podcast. In today's episode, I am going to be chatting and interviewing my co-host Kayla so that we can get to know her and her business a little bit better. Kayla, welcome, welcome. Oh, thanks. Very excited to be here. Let's jump right in. Tell us what you do and what you currently offer in your business. Yeah. Okay. So I am a corrective exercise specialist, a diastasis and core consultant, a pregnancy safe licensed coach. That's just a lot of words. What I offer is one-on-one training, group fitness classes, a lot of pre and postnatal coaching, and that comes in the form of small group or individual. And then I also do corporate wellness. Awesome. Yeah. I think that it's really cool that you like don't just put yourself like in the box of small group fitness classes like you really individualize your group fitness classes where it's like your pre and postnatal women are all together and then but you also offer those classes that kind of like got you started so what really inspired you to get into the fitness industry I played soccer through college and I had many injuries so The last one I had that ended my college career was a pretty bad ankle break where coming back to running, which was kind of all I knew from soccer, was really, really tough. So I was on the lookout for some low impact workouts and yoga just wasn't really doing it for me at the time. You know, as a 21 year old antsy active person, I needed something more. So back then, that's when I first started a bar class or first tried a bar class And I kind of just fell in love with the intensity of it and the low impact aspect of it as well. So I just started taking those classes. And eventually when you do that for so long and you want to learn more, you go and get certified. So that's what I did. And so I started teaching bar classes for years, mornings and nights, while I still worked nine to five in my corporate job, pretty much in the IT industry um, most of those years. Awesome. Um, And then what really inspired you to dive into corrective exercise and prenatal? I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but like, what was like really that driving force? Yeah, so even while I was teaching bar, I just felt like something was missing and I continued to find myself like with small injuries or aches and pains. And I saw it in in our clients as well. Just people were really struggling to connect to the movement still, even in like a mind-body workout. So I felt like there was something missing. And what happened was I ended up with two torn labrums and one in each of my hips, and I ended up having to get that fixed because I just couldn't rehab myself out of it as much as I had tried. So when I finished rehabbing my hips, that's when I found the corrective exercise training. And it's kind of one of those things that once you... Once you go into that, you you can't look back. It's like I can't unlearn anything that I learned in that training. So that kind of answers the corrective exercise piece. Now, the prenatal is a little bit different. While I was teaching for years, Philadelphia and New York, I just felt like 
their pregnant or postpartum women would would really rely on us as instructors for answers and like safety in the room. And all my training at this point that I had had only led me to like a list of do's and don'ts in the classroom based on exercises that we learned, right? Yeah. And from the beginning, that just drove me nuts. Like really, I'm just going to memorize this list of do's and don'ts and and regurgitate that back to someone who's truly trusting me in a big group setting. And that kind of reminds me as like in school, so I studied math and there were two ways to study. You either memorize the formula or the equation or whatever it is, or you understand how it actually works and then you don't really have to memorize anything. I'm not a very good memorization studier. So I wanted to know more. I wanted to understand why these do's and don'ts exist and be able to have like much more confidence behind my answers when I was approached with those questions in classes. So my first training through Fit for Birth kind of covered all of that. And the second one that I did with them, the diastasis and core consultant cert, really tied everything together. Like there's just no going back. I use it for everyone that I train now. Right. Well, because I, and I mean, it's very, I would imagine very individualized on a case by case basis. And, you know, each woman's pregnancy is going to be completely different. So, I mean, I totally get it. Like listening to just like a standardized list of do's and don'ts might not, you know, apply to every woman. So that's pretty cool. And I love that you like took that leap. And of course, you know, in the future, hope to be using your services. Oh, yeah. And then at what point did you decide to take this full time? Once once I got through the corrective exercise for pre and postnatal, that was the missing piece that I needed in order to have the confidence to take that leap. I, I always knew, and we've talked about this for years, I, we both knew we wanted to make that jump, but I just felt like I was missing something to run with. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to be like teaching bar full time. I needed something else to, I don't know. A I can't niche. explain it any other way. I just needed something else. You needed a niche. <laughs> yes. So once I learned all of this, I was just like, oh my gosh, if it's not just for pre and postnatal, the entire population can benefit from this. And I just felt like I saw the need for it. I started having kind of like you, I started having people come up to me after class and ask for help or one-on-one training. And so it kind of just happened naturally where I just found myself training clients one-on-one outside of the studio. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that, that is probably how most people begin um, is people start asking for, you know, advice and then you're kind of like, oh, you know what, like I can, like this, this, I think this is it. I think this is, you know, where my little footing is for the coaching world. Um, and then what would be your specialty in training? I know this (laughs) lights you up. Of course. Okay. So core strength is my specialty and that is, you know, when I talk about core strength, it's not just like your six pack abs, it's that deepest inner layer core, inner core unit. And and the missing piece that people forget or, or don't know, because it's not taught anywhere, is that your breath is basically the way to connect to those deep muscles in your core. Yeah. So my specialty is core, breath, and then I just tie all of that into all the other stuff, strength, cardio, meditations, Um, guided breath work is something that gets thrown into all of my classes and training. What I find is that this is a way out of that 
awful pattern that people find themselves in where they're pushing themselves into injury. Right. Um, I Myself, like in my interview, I said like how I am very big on breath work in the mornings, like as a way of, you know, just really connecting with myself. But I have also been trying to incorporate and be more mindful of my breath during exercise because it does all link together. So I love that that is what you're doing. All right. So we are going to get into some fun questions. And these are the same questions that you asked me in our last episode. So let's get right into it. Favorite comfort meal? Definitely homemade sauce, pasta, and my mom's meatballs. They are by far the absolute best. <laughs> Love it. All right. How about it is Friday happy hour. What is your go-to drink? I'm not as crafty as you. It's it's red wine. And I think we kind of figured out maybe why is because I don't like cold drinks most of the time. But you're like a room temperature kind of person. I am. I, I don't like cold drinks. And I like red wine. Yeah. I mean, especially in the winter, a big glass of red wine is like just so it's it's comforting. It's like just makes you feel good. It does. Okay, and your let's flip that and let's talk about your favorite <laughs> go-to healthy meal. Okay, well, I'm not copying you, but like I kind of copied you a couple years ago. It's the bowl, and it's whatever I feel like. Now sometimes I do make meals with the intention of it just being a bowl for the week rather than like your go-to like leftover strategy. I just love it so much, but it's usually just a base of veggies or even just like lettuce, depending on what we have, maybe like a ground turkey or chicken in the middle. And then whatever fun toppings, extra veggies, maybe a rice, um, whatever you feel like, that's the best part. Yeah. They're just so versatile and you can like really just use what you have and make it something way more incredible than you ever thought. Oh, my favorite thing to add into a bowl, though, is arugula. Just have to throw that out there. Oh. It just is the best. It, it really is. <laughs> it is, like, the basis of almost everything that I eat, other than, like, ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of ice cream, what would be your favorite go-to snack or dessert? I'm also a cookie monster, and it's got to be a chocolate chip cookie. Classic. Yeah. Cookies are good. And, again, you can also, like, kind of experiment with different recipes. And oh, yeah almond flowers and different kinds of oh yeah fun additives so I love I love cookies I love experimenting with cookie recipes and I feel like that they're they're definitely easier to like modify compared to like cakes because I feel like cookies you have a little bit more leeway with oh yeah yeah I make all sorts of strange recipes all right and I would love if you would walk us through your morning routine yeah my morning routine does not happen if I don't set myself up on Sunday nights. <laughs> so uh, your morning routine may start the night before. Mine starts Sunday nights. So it's Sunday evening or afternoon, whatever, whenever it is. I go into my planner and I almost create like the outline for the entire week. So I leave space for my thoughts and my gratitude, really make sure my schedule is set so I don't mess anything up as far as my appointments, my one-on-one -on -one clients, and the classes that I'm teaching. So I, I really set up my entire schedule. And then the third piece of that is I, I just map out all of my goals and tasks for the week. And then I'd pin them to the day. So I know what day 
I'd like to accomplish each task so that my morning routine can be pretty seamless because my days start pretty early. Five, six days a week, you know, my clients start at like six or 7 a.m. So either way, I try to keep the same morning routine and that begins like this. I get up, I will immediately take the dog, you know, and, and my husband, John, and I will either split the tasks depending on the day, but one of us is feeding and one of us is taking him out. And in that time, that's when I'm drinking my water. So I kind of like use that Kodo time is my water time. <laughs> I love it. So I try to get at least a big glass or my full water bottle, which is like 20 ounces. By then, you know, coffee's on, someone's making it. And so by the time the dog is kind of set and my water is down, I will sit with my coffee and now I fill in the blanks on my planner. So I find one piece of inspiration and it comes from different sources. I like to mix things up. So I have a few books, I have a few apps. Find one inspirational quote or thought that I feel like I connect with that morning and then I kind of write out some thoughts around it. I love that. You know my routine changes often but this is something that's working right now. So then I follow up with that with two to three things that I'm thankful for so I just write that gratitude down immediately. Yeah and then once I feel accomplished around that I will look at my day since it's already mapped out I just need to study it so I know where to be and what to do hour to hour. And then I'm usually jumping right into a class or, or coaching someone one-on-one. -on -one. Now, the funny thing about my morning routine is that I circle back to it. So my days are pretty front-loaded where usually by like 12 or 1 o'clock, I am coming out of like I just coached for like four hours and then I get like a break. So I totally circle back to my calendar so that I can reset, remind myself what my goals were, and then get to it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I'm like always just... Pretty much just like sit with my planner out like next to me all day um and I have reminders set so it's like I'm always just getting little reminders like 30 minutes until this one-on-one -on -one call 15 minutes <laughs> so it just kind of like counts me down to it but I like to take the calendar and computer approach so it's, I like to write things out but I also like to have things in my computer just so that I can have a little backup and be reminded of certain appointments Oh yeah, mine, are, mine live in both places too. And that's actually what I'm doing on Sundays is truing up my calendars, the digital version versus the paper version, because when things get scheduled like really fast, it's hard to make sure I know where things ended up. Gotcha. Yeah, making sure that everybody has their links to their calls and I get how it goes. All right, and final question. What does balance mean to you? Yeah. All right. So to me, balance is just honoring the fact that every day is different. Every week is different. Every month is different. It's fluid. So I can give you a definition for what balance might feel like today for me, but it's going to be different tomorrow. And it, it all has to thread back into what your goals are and what's going to ultimately help you feel your best and not just like splurging feeling your best it's like feeling accomplished and feeling your best or feeling you know whatever your goal is for that week um, or month or, you know whatever it is I do set themes per week and month and that helps me find my balance then and tie it back to those goals yeah and do you have any like last thoughts words that you want to leave our listeners with yeah so Back to balance, you know, this is the 
balance between podcasts. My thought is that our goal, you know, together and individually is really to help people find the balance between all the things, right? There's so much out there. There's so many different methods and thought processes and whatever things that you can follow. And I think our theme together is to provide the balance between all of the muck and help people come back to what it means for them. Yeah. I mean, like we say it in our intro, this is the balance between health, business, and friendship because, you know, this podcast isn't just a podcast about, you know, the balance in your nutrition and your fitness routine, but it's also about the balance between life because you can eat all, I like to say, you can eat all of the cauliflower rice in the world. If your head isn't in the right space and you don't have balance in other aspects of your life, none of that matters. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> kale and cookies. You can have you can have your kale and eat cookies too. It all matters. Yeah. All the little pieces in your life contribute to your wellness. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much for answering our questions today, Kayla. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you really enjoy our podcast, please be sure to share it with your friends and family. Until next time, live with balance.